Oh, yeah, also, man, I can't stand when somebody got a whole bunch of makeup on their face mm-hmm. and they don't know how to hug you and they want to go, oh, mm-hmm. Brother Mike or Brother Rodney or Brother Atticus. I like that. Brother Atticus. That's my. That's going to be my monogram from now on. Atticus. Brother Atticus. <laughs> Brother Atticus. Come here. here. Brother Atticus a big old hug Mm-mm. and she got three, four layers of makeup upon mm-hmm. foundation and it's like they just rub the whole face to get the whole face imprint on you. For and you though. be wearing a nice crisp white shirt that you just purchased, and now mm-hmm. it's got to go in the trash. Right, because like you... It's not coming out. It's not like you've soiled my shirt. Even like for me, I'm a fan of hoodies, so I feel like if one of my hoodies is ruined, bruh... Ooh, I'll be real mad about a hoodie. If it's a hoodie, I'm like, man, I'll be so I've upset. I've learned to start just wearing dark shirts a lot the mm-hmm. church. Like, don't get me wrong. Makes I don't sense. have that issue in my church for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, all the women are pretty much very conscientious about, like, when they hug, keeping their face off of you. For sure. Um, You know, there's one I can't be mad at her. It's my eldest. She's my, she's like another mom to me. Love her dearly. She's, mm-hmm. like, a lot shorter than me because I think she mm-hmm. might be, like, 5'1 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. like, when we hug sometimes, because a lot of times we hug from the side and everything, when we hug a lot of times, my arm being the way it is kind of just, like, grabs her head. Because you mm-hmm. know how big I am. So if I'm For hugging sure. you going low, my arm's more than likely grabbing your head. And so a couple times it's happened with her, and I don't even trip about it because I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for the most part, most women in my church, all the women in my church are very conscientious about that. And they try not to ruin people's shirts like that, but... I've been to other, I've seen other people like I've been to other places and I've seen other men come out of other churches and like I'd be like yo I don't have the money to go to your church <laughs> I gotta pay my tithes offering and then I gotta buy a new shirt every week <laughs> right and like, look, how much it, these dress shirts cost for a man my size they are not cheap at all I bet gonna have to start shopping at the thrift store for church on Sunday it'd be terrible all right like. It, like you, you can tell when something is like not made for you, or like it's just like it just it doesn't look complimentary on you. Like it look like you just grabbed it. Honestly, that's all they have. That's all they have. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, so I'm setting it settling into my new place kind of nicely. Turn um, up, yeah, viewers, like uh, listeners. So we haven't posted the last two weeks. I moved two weeks ago, so you know there's been a transition period and everything. Also, so it is it, there is one issue in this place. Um, my room is like really far from the modem. They apparently have like two extenders, but the extenders are actually give a weaker signal than the actual modem to my room. So, um, at any point where it sounds like we're going out or something like that, just notify me, Rodney, so I could pause while my computer re you know does this thing with the internet because it does this sometimes. Yeah, so. Kind of a pain in the behind, bro. Mm-mm-mm. I'm almost at the point I want to take this iPad and put it on hotspot mode and just use it. Oh my goodness, that is an idea. Yeah. That is a beautiful idea. I might do that. I might experiment with that later. But yeah. So how's life been, Rodney? Actually, life has been good. Um, Yeah, life dev has been good. Uh, we finished wrapping up our Christmas play again, where I played Joseph for the third year in a row. Um, it was it, it was great. You know, every year it gets better and better. 
And, you know, God definitely had his way just because, I don't know, this was the most nervous I've been on any production that I have done. Interesting. Just be, you said what? Interesting. And it's crazy. It's like, and this is something like me and the director was speaking about where like majority of the times when we do productions, normally it is like during rehearsals. It's smooth, got a few hiccups, like, you know, you... You know, you rehearse the lines, go over blocking, things of that nature. Show goes up, boom, everything goes fine. But this was a year where it's like anything you could envision happened, happened. Where people said they were going to do the role, then they weren't able to. Then people not showing up to rehearsals. And it was just like in the musicians, the bands, they weren't really clicking or on point. Um, it was just like a lot that was going on. And but prayerfully prayerfully you know about the grace of the holy spirit that opening night was a success um everybody was able to come through and you know it was definitely amazing it was good um even for me myself even i was because for me i was just mostly worried not about me but before other people because you know when it comes to them knowing their cues or their blocking knowing where to go even like the first day of us just simply trying to go over just one more time for the final scene. And there was some hiccups about that. I was like, oh my gosh, the currents go up in like two hours. We're messing up on the very last scene. But um, but everything went smooth that, that night. It was great. It was, it was amazing. So I have a question um, for you, Rodney. Go ahead. So like, how are how would you react if you came home one day and your wife's like, I'm pregnant. You're going to be happy, right? Excuse me? Is it mine? So that's the following question. What if she comes to you now in your excitement? She's like, no, no I need you to calm down. She's like, um, it's not your kid. How are you going to react, Rodney? And this is my wife, right? Yes. Y'all just married. Not even consummated um, the marriage yet. Let's say y'all had y'all was tired wedding night. I don't know how you'd be that tired wedding night. I for dang sure couldn't be that guy. But hey, say y'all were that tired wedding night. What is your reaction, Rodney? I got so many questions, Mike. I hope you have bail money. No, in fact, I, I already got money set aside. I just, I'm just gonna give you authorization do to need, get the do money. Do I need out. to go ahead and just set aside a bail money fund for you account for you? Just in case. Just in case. Because I know what kind of a crime we're talking about. Because you know they like to be put, they like to play around with bail money. I know I can't say this is a recorded line. I'll I'll, I'll do it to you on a whole different whole different phone that I'm gonna get from Family Dollar. Okay. <laughs> family Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't say that. Little, little track phone. All right, bro. So okay. So, <laughs> now I asked that question because I'm like, you know, you you've gotten three years in a row. It start, sounds like you're getting used to hearing, "Hey, mm -hmm. honey, I'm pregnant." And mm -hmm. you're like, how are you pregnant when we ain't slept together? Mm -hmm. The gods is God's child. Mm -hmm. Like, can mm -hmm. we stop for a second just talking like how for sure ridiculous that must have sounded to him? Like, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. you mean, God's child? It's exactly. it's I'm pregnant from the Lord. Mm -hmm. What yep. do you mean, pregnant from the Lord? Mm -hmm. Right, and it's it's crazy how. The way how you said it, you saying it right now, Mike, that's exactly how we did it in, in the play. Like, Mary, she's just so, like, just so, 
ditzy, like, yes, the Lord came to me and he said, I'm pregnant and, you know, just, you know, just as Zechariah and the wife and blah, 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 blah. And for me, at first, I'm like, you, you, you gotta be kidding me. Like, just like, no. But then as we're building the scene, like sentence by sentence, the more she's confident, the more pissed off I'm, I'm, I'm getting. <laughs> and, and, you know, like that, no, that's why I love our, the assistant director, Vince. I love him till this day. So he, he's like an acting genius. Like he, he, he said for this line, for this, for this scene, Ronnie, I want you to get, um, a, a stick. Like, so, so, so we use, um, we use, um, a, a paint stick, um, that we got from Home, Home, Home Depot. And um, he says on the very last line and it whatnot, in the middle of the sentence, I want you to snap the stick as, as you're saying, saying what else? So I'm, I'm like, like really, Mary? So what snap else did he say? So over time, like I'm just building and building. So like, and I get so upset, and like every time we do that scene, it, like it gets better every year. So a lot of people in that scene, um, they they mention like y'all really make the Mary and Joseph thing so believable, and how like the only difference is just the verbiage that's being used, but that's really how he felt. And so y'all's bringing it to modern day times using the different verbiage, but like we brought it to life and that's so amazing. But and honestly, think, if it was me, go uh, ahead. No, no, go ahead. But honestly, like that, that's how, that's how I would react. That's how I would react. And I think, I think we have to, I, I think we need to like really read the words sometimes and like, instead of being surface level with it, because like people go, oh, well, Joseph handled it with, like, decorum and all that, and he was going to try to secretly put her away so she didn't get killed because, you know, he cared for her and everything. And I'm like, yo, hold up. Mm-hmm. The man said he was about to go ahead and get rid of her. All right? Mm-hmm. It took an angel coming down from heaven to mm-hmm. get this man to not do what he was about to do. Mm-hmm. All right? So let's let's not even say, like, oh, well, he was all mm-hmm. cool with it. No, he was mm-hmm. not cool with it. No, he not nah, he, 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 he was think, pissed. You gotta think about the explanation she gave. If he believed her, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't have been about getting ready to divorce her. For sure, definitely. Yeah, like the way how the the way how how my line went when the way how the line goes where so so so, so Mary says the Lord says, Behold, I will do a new thing, and I interrupt her, Mike. I say there's nothing new about this. Do you know what you've done? You committed adultery against me. I would dissolve our marriage contract because of your unfaithfulness. So I grab the contract, I rip it in front of her face, and I say, that's my, my verdict. Leave me, leave my house. I loved you so much, Mary. You made your father's name an abomination in Israel. And then she says, no, but Joseph, you're a just man. And then I say, um, it's because I'm a just man, I must do this. I can't marry you. I can't say that baby is mine. The only way I'll believe a new thing, if an angel comes down and speaks to me too. But you know then the, the angel thing about those lines, mm-hmm. they were already married, right? Exactly, right. And 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 it technically it wasn't adultery, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the reason this was such a big deal is if you go back to like, uh, mm-hmm. if you go back to Deuteronomy, I'm pretty sure it was in Deuteronomy, right? Mm-hmm. When they're talking, when part of the law that they followed was God said. If a woman is a vir- you know, it's a woman's a virgin, right? Mm-hmm. And she and she uh, if a woman's a virgin and she gets married, right? The 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 husband's supposed to bring the cloth out from taking her virginity and give to the parents. 
And the reason behind that was because in the law, it said that if he brought, if she said she was a virgin and he found, he went and came to her and it turned out she wasn't a virgin because of her lie, he could bring her back to her parents and then, and, and he could bring her back to her parents, tell her, tell them, yo, she is a lot. She's a, she's not a virgin. Y'all lied to me. She lied to me. This is it. And she would be stoned. So it's mm-hmm. a, it, it was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. But if she never said she wasn't a virgin to begin with and he knew what he was getting into, then that was a different story. So presenting yourself as a virgin and then lying about it and him getting rid of you would have gotten Mary stoned. Mm. Which is why that was such a big deal because he mm-hmm. just got married to her, but he didn't have sex with her yet. Mm-hmm. She was still a virgin. He never had sex with her. So he's like, how are you a virgin and you pregnant? Like exactly, the math ain't mathing, bro. Math ain't mathing. He was trying to get me to go ahead and sleep with you real quick, so you could go ahead and get, so you could say I was, I got you pregnant. Like you Mm got to think about how these people are thinking, because remember when he got when he got married to when he got married to Mary, okay, Mm -hmm. when he wed Mary, she was young still. Yep, that's why they didn't just he didn't just smash her on the first night when they got married. She was still young. So it's one of those things that's kind of crazy. It's like, yo, like Mary and everything, she she uh is excited. Yo, the Lord said I'm pregnant. It's the it's his baby. Like, right. If some woman came and said that in present day, without this biblical story even ever ever been told, right? Mm-hmm. We would be like you're insane, or you think I'm incredibly stupid, man. She be, she be, man, she should be on on the shade room. Yeah, like you out your mind if you think I'm gonna believe you saying that. Secondly, if they ever said it nowadays, even with with what we know, we're gonna be like, like you think I'm stupid, exactly, or you just playing with me right now. Like you mm-hmm. clearly playing with me because you don't care about how I feel about the fact that you got pregnant with someone else. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy little story, bro. I know, right? So I know this is random. I know we haven't gotten to the topic as of yet, but bro, did you hear about the Jonathan Majors um verdict? Bro, I was just doing listen, I was just watching and reading about that when you when you called. So I what I'm mad about, right? Mm-hmm. Is he clearly said he clearly thought that he didn't like and he clearly he didn't do this is what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't have to go to trial for it, mm-hmm. right? Like he could have took that on, like he could have took that in, as a fine, restraining order, all that afterward, beforehand, and not taking the whole case to trial. And because he took the case to trial, is now he's about to be in jail for this. But I look at this to say, I look at this and say, I don't know about all this, right? His girlfriend, his girlfriend, wow. Mm, His girlfriend admitted to physically attacking him. All right? And the video Mm -hmm. shows him pushing and forcing her into a vehicle before he went away. Mm -hmm. Twice. So 
they're saying, oh, there's a pattern of abuse in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And where I'm mad about is he decided to get a trial by jury. Mm. I think that's where his mistake was. Because you know when you in, in in stuff like that, you have two options. You can have the judge try it and make the ruling decision, or you can have a jury try it. They said the jury it was not overwhelming. Uh it wasn't an overwhelming like she like uh, a conviction that he did it. The jury, it was like it was almost half and half. Mm. But I think it was just like maybe two more people or something, one or two more people that were leaning in a direction that he's guilty. So he barely lost to begin with. So now the man just lost literally everything mm. over this when he could have not taken it to trial. So exactly. it's, it's one of the things for me, I'm like, eh, it's kind of weird. But at the same time, I don't know. It feels kind of Tory Lanez's to me, man. Yeah. Because sure. like, now you got Meg out here, like, and we getting into gossip stuff now, I guess, but like, you got Meg out here admitting basically that it was her friend that actually shot her in the foot like everyone said mm-hmm. in the beginning like he said in the beginning like the mm-hmm. other people said and Tory Lane's still behind doors that's our justice system folks when Man. it comes to abuse against a woman do not go to do not go to court if you don't have to mm-hmm. unless Man. you have overwhelming evidence that it wasn't you you didn't mm-hmm. do it Right, I'm, I'm staying in the house. <laughs> now, nah, probably gonna get backlash on that comment right there because you know there's this whole believe all women thing that's going on right now. Um, Mo- the whole oh, well, he actually did it. The, the court found him guilty. Okay, the court found the Central Park Five guilty. The court found like the, like we're mm. gonna go off of what the court finds guilty. Like our justice system is anywhere near perfect. Far from that. Like super far from it, the court <laughs> finds everybody guilty. Right. As as long as they have they they need some more people in prison, like their their quotas are not up, the court's gonna find them guilty. Like, come on, guilty until proven innocent. Right. Oh, let All me right. tell you about this this act this this police stop I had. <laughs> oh man, tell me what's up. What's going All right, on? So y'all, I have not had a ticket since I had gotten into my car accident back in January of 2017 mm-hmm. when I wrecked my Honda. Right. I've been very good about not getting in accidents. I've only been stopped by a police officer one time, and that's because I was lost, and I apparently made a turn when there was a sign that said, no turning here. It was weird. It was actually weird, the way the whole situation was set up. And the cop was like, "Like, did you see the sign? And I was like, sir, I'm not going to lie. I saw the sign that said, no turns. And for some reason, because it had an arrow pointing to the right, like that was the only way you could turn. I, in my head, I was telling you, in my head, it it read no left turns. And he was like, he looked and he was like, you're from Texas. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I have no idea where I am right now. My GPS isn't working and I have to make a delivery and I need to get I need to at least get to the city where I'm going and hopefully my GPS will be back on. And so he he tells me where I'm supposed to go and everything. He's like, all right, you know, just you know, be careful and all this. And I'm like, thank you, officer, right? Mm-hmm. So now, Friday, I'm okay. driving to go get my hair done, right? Turn up. It didn't get done. Oh, man. While I'm driving, and I knew it was a sign, man. 
So first off, this song I put on Quincy I put on a Quincy Jones station, right? For radio. Okay. And the first song that played was God's trying to tell you something. Mm. And I was like, man, that feels kind of weird. <laughs> Five minutes later, there's a cop SUV that puts its lights on. Now, he's like three cars behind me. Okay. So everybody, including me, starts pulling over slowly to let him, let him go by. He gets right beside me, basically, and stops. And he's looking at me. And I'm like, I'm getting pulled over. <laughs> For what? Like, what did I do? <laughs> so I pull into this liquor store parking lot. Not the liquor store parking lot. I know, right? No, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, I don't know what in the world is going on. So I got my license and registration out. And this is how I knew something was up. He came up to the window. Now, the reason I mm-hmm. said that about the first guy, right? Because it's also in Georgia. Mm-hmm. They could not read my registration because my tag, my plate doesn't have registration on it. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Texas does not have registration on the plates. Your mm-hmm. registration is on a sticker in your windshield and on the paperwork. So oh. I have my registration and ID ready for him. Right. And I'm about to get my mm-hmm. insurance pulled up on my phone. Oh. He comes and he's like, Oh, is that your registration? He's like, I don't need it. I just want your license. Now, Rodney. Yes, sir. I already know what this is. What's up? Bro, you pulled me over just to run my license because you ain't got nothing better to do but to try and try and see uh, if you could pull up some information on me and see if you can get me a ticket, like if there's a warrant or something out. Shaking my head. Because you didn't ask for my registration. You didn't ask for my mm-hmm. insurance information. You cannot run it from your system. In your computer mm-hmm. because it's not Georgia. Like it's already been established on this, right? Then he comes right. back and says, Well, I stopped you because your third tail your third brake light isn't out is out. And I looked at him like he was stupid. And I was like, What you mean my third brake light? because <laughs> uh, in my head I'm like, Man, I got two. <laughs> <laughs> one on the left, one on the right, and I know they both working. I'm like, I just changed those bulbs like five months ago. And so he's like, no, no, no. Your third one, the one that's in, in, uh, on the back of your cabin above the bed of your truck. And I'm sitting here like that little light in the back of my truck up top. Mm. You're saying that's out. And so you're going to pull me over for it. And I'm (laughs) like, you pulled me over from a few cars back. Because you said that light was out. So now I'm sitting here thinking, mm-hmm. this man really just trying to pr- just play with me right now, right? Pretty so much. He goes back with my license again to his car. Mm-hmm. Again, did not try to get my insurance or my registration. He's just trying to pull up information on me. Mm-hmm. Trying to find something, yeah. So I'm like, all right, I, didn't, I already know what the game is. So I'm like, all right, let me let me make a phone call, because mm-hmm. I need to see how just a, how legal this traffic stop is. Because I'm like, well, this like both of my main brake lights work. Like this light is not even a thing. It's really not a thing, bro. It sounds like, like it's not a thing. It's it's not a thing. Like I know you've seen my truck before, right? So yeah, you know, Matt, you see a truck. The back of the like right above the back window, there's that little light. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying was out. 
Man, that don't make no difference. The the brake light part of it, like the the backing up part, like the white light was on, but the be- mm. the brake light's not working apparently. So I called. I got two friends in the police department, right? So you know, mm-hmm. I got Courtney. You remember Courtney? We used to work with, right? Yeah. She works for Atlanta Police. I got a guy, okay. the drummer of my old church, Donald, works for DeKalb County. Mm-hmm. So I called Donald. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, like, what's the deal? Is this legal? Mm-hmm. And he was like, bro, the way the law is worded, the law literally says that all, all brake lights on a vehicle that a vehicle has must be in functioning order. He was like, it's a stupid little technicality, tic-tac little thing. And he was like, most officers ain't going to pull you over for it unless they just trying to find something on you. So now, here's what makes me sweat. And I was like, all right, thank you. Hang up with him and everything. I see the officer get out the car and sprint at me. So I'm starting to get like, oh, crap. What in the world? This Mm -hmm. man gets to my window, throws the license in. It hits the floor. He's like, got to go. Gets back in his car, puts his siren on, and flies off. And Excuse I'm sitting here me? like, what in the world just happened? So I'm like, what happened? Right. So I'm like, either one or two things happened in my book, right? One, mm-hmm. he got a call about something going down. Now, mind you, I'm in Monroe, Georgia, bro. Ain't mm-hmm. nothing going down in Monroe. <laughs> so, one, he got a call and something like that happened, right? Two, mm-hmm. He was in the car and realized he couldn't, he had nothing on me and knew and and realized that I knew something was going on because of the way I was looking at him when he didn't take my my registration or my insurance information. They, mm-hmm. Again, he cannot run on his computer. So the second thing is the second thing I'm thinking is. He acted and did that so he can get out of this without me, like, reporting him. Because the first thing I was doing is when he came, pulled up to me and talked to me like that, like, telling me that's why he was pulling me over, I just looked straight at his badge and started count- and just started looking at the numbers real quick. Yeah, trying to, yeah. Yeah, like, no, it was, like, I'm like, no, like, if, if we gonna have this interaction right now, like, you're gonna be held accountable if you screw me over. Like, sure. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. So it was a weird thing. So, yeah, I didn't get my hair done because I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this place. <laughs> wow, that was something. That was definitely I ain't something. driving through here again. At all. At all. I was like, next time I'm taking 85 up there. I'm not taking right. the back road. The back roads are quicker for me, especially from where I live. Like, it's now like a 40... I think it's like a no, it's like a fifty minute drive now to get to uh to old lady house that I was going to get my hair done at. But if I take the interstate, I think it turns into no, it's like a forty five minute now. I think if I take the interstate, it's like five or eight minutes longer. But if I take the interstate, I ain't got to go through none of them little back little waterhole cities, and I can just jump go straight from the interstate straight to her city, get off, and it takes me ten minutes to get her house from there. So from now on, that's what I'm gonna take. Basically, mm. I'm not playing that game anymore. But that was interesting, bro. Mm. We like half an hour into the conversation now. That's all right. But yeah, so how's your love life? Excuse me. Yeah, how's your love life? Hmm. 
Shout out your no. girlfriend, bro. You got a nice one. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave, leave me alone. I'm not doing this right now with you. <laughs> no, nah, shout her out, bro. Look, Angelise, my boo, I love you. Hearts and kisses, XOXO from the Godman Podcast. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. I don't know who that is, but yeah. Yeah, I don't forget crazy. your girlfriend's name because I was going to shout her out if I remembered it. Oh, my gosh. Nah, seriously, though. How's your love life going, bro? Is it good? Relationship <laughs> all right? Things, things are good. Things, things are going good. Things are going good, man. I'm glad. Yeah. Playing. I'm glad Everything, everything's good. Everything's good. You know, I'm definitely <clears throat> in a better headspace for real, for sure. I'm glad to hear definitely. that, bro. Mm, how, how about you? How's your love life, man? What love life? Negro, I'm as single as can be. Single as a Pringle? Enjoying it. I've gotten to a point over the past few years, and I think everybody who's listened to the podcast will kind of see the journey my I've taken on marriage and everything over the past year to, and seeing how my viewpoints have changed. Because it, it, it's, it's been a few years that mm-hmm. I've been like on the, I wanted to get married, but at the same time I didn't. It was like kind of teeter-tottering. Now I'm at the point, I'm just like, I don't want to get married at all, period. Mm. And it's gonna take an act of God for me to get married. I don't know. Like honestly, like, hearing that from you is actually shocking. Actually, well, I mean, you have to. It, it comes at a point where of self realization, right? Mm-hmm. One, and this is the the first one is the one that's probably gonna piss off people the most. I don't see many many women here who are of the marriage material and and here's the and part because I have I know a lot of them that are marriage material but and have the same value set and viewpoint of marriage as I do I think I shared before I got a boy I shared with you a boy a friend of mine in the church strong in his belief and faith got married a couple years ago a few years ago uh, he got married in 2018 um had a kid a year ago his kids his kids like a year and a couple of months now yeah his kids his kid is yeah his kids a year and a couple of months now and he called and shared with me he was like mike i need you to pray for me yeah i'm getting divorced and I was like, what in the world? He's like, yeah, I'll talk to you later about it. Then he called me the next day. He was actually in the courtroom for the pr- first proceedings. Mm-hmm. Well, in the court building. And we talked about it and talked about it. And he was like, yeah, she, I think she just liked the idea of marriage and everything, but didn't want to put the work in and everything. And she's just doing this. And she's saying these kind of things and making stuff up about this and this and this. And I'm just like, yo, this is wild, fam. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not putting nobody's name out there and everything, but like, so he's in the military, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a big one. Mm-hmm. Now, he does, I forget what it's called. It's something like, something kind of, I think like Honor Guard or something. It's the guys who carry the caskets. Oh, those, okay. Yeah, I need Yeah, so he does that. His old lady tried to say he had a, a drug problem. And like a drinking problem. But do you know what the issue with that statement is? What? 
the man was getting drug tested every time he pulled his thing out to pee because of what he did. All right. But like all this other mess, she said all this, this, and this. But point being, I'm just and she's she's from a you know traditional African family. So at this point, I'm just like, look, look, there's there's nothing safe. Mm-hmm. It's the culture in this country and like this society in the West and all that. It's like, and I hate to sound like that because I ain't trying to sound like none of these like super misogynist or super uh uh. Was it red pill dudes or whatever, whatever it's called right now, where they're like, oh, you got to be like the most macho manly man and just like knock your girl over the head and tell her, get in the kitchen and make me some food, be barefoot and pregnant, but also look as sexy as possible, submit to me, know I'm going to cheat on you and you got to be okay with it because I'm just that top G. Right? I ain't trying to sound like that because I think all that stuff's ridiculous. Like, I understand why it's happening because people are frustrated. And so, like, things are swinging back to that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. at this point, I just look and I'm like, this is not a culture of marriage. Mm, And it doesn't encourage it. I mean, yo, you know, a a few months ago, Emily Radishkowski came out and was like, let's make divorce chic. Heck no. Like, this is what we're coming to right now. Our divorce Mm. rates are super high. The family has been destroyed. And even if you try to start a family, do things the right way, the if you end up with like the woman is, and it sucks to say, but they're in, they are incentivized to leave. Mm-hmm. It's a contract that they're incentivized to break. Because if they break it, they still have access. They they can get rid of you, mm-hmm. still have the child, and still have access to your resources. And what do we get? Moving Nothing. in with roommates. Right. I know a few. I, I know a few people that are like that. Like, I know a guy right now. He's living with a, his brother, uh, like a bro of his, and was you know never this because he had got divorced and the way the money thing set up and how much they they took the house that he had bought, gave it to his ex wife. He was fine with that. They took the car. He was fine with that. They had two. All right, that's whatever. Right. Then they told him. You have to pay this much money every two weeks. The month, the amount hurts. Mm-hmm. And they said that's with you having her on your insurance. If you don't have her on your insurance, it's going to cost this much. Also, mm-hmm. you only have her, you only get to see her basically four days a month. He only has rights to see her every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Is it every other weekend or is it one weekend a month? It's, it's one of the two. So I'm sitting here like, wait a second. See, your ex-wife took the house. She continues to get money from you, a, a large amount of money from you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have access to your child when you want to? Man. What is the point? That's my for sure. thing for me. It's like, what's the point? I know we had Pastor David on here and he was challenging. He was like, get married, do this and this. But... I look at it now, and I'm like, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think the the church overall, because, you know, they acknowledge, like, marriage is the bedrock of, you know, a society, mm-hmm. of a healthy society. The family unit is the bedrock of a healthy society. And we can look at this in all societies right now, and, like, the healthiest societies are the ones that have still have a nuclear family. 
Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like countries like the United States, you know, the UK, France, all these kind of Western like civilizations, the family units deteriorated, uh, which has forced women to take on more masculine roles. They're incentivized to leave, blah, 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 welfare, all that stuff. You know, I'm not trying to get too deep into that right now. Mm-hmm. But it's created it, it's created a society where boys are raised by their moms, don't see their dads. And I'm not talking about all the, oh, well, he's a deadbeat dad, all this, this, and this. I'm not talking about that. And I'm talking about, and that's typically not the actual, like, thing either. Like, we like to... This is a side note, Rodney. Listening. Why do we automatically believe women when they say that men are deadbeat dads? Because they're the, they're the ones that's left to tell the quote unquote story about what's, what's going on. So it's not like he's there to take the word for it. So they automatically deem that. Right. And because we go, oh, well, he's not here. He's not here. But we don't know what he is being put through from her. Mm-hmm. I knew. Check this out. Listening. Can't pay, can't say names. Okay, I knew this guy. Who knew this guy? Who knew this guy? Who knew this guy? No, no, no. <laughs> I knew this guy mm-hmm. who hadn't seen his child mm-hmm. in eight months, and the entire time it was because the mother of his child, because she's mad that they the, about the breakup and all that, and she don't like him and she's bitter and angry towards him and spiteful. She uses the child in a vindictive way. She goes and tells the courts that he's this and he's this without any proof. And the courts just believe it. So he's getting child support. He doesn't get to see his daughter. And then she goes and she tells everybody that he doesn't want to be around his child. And he's a deadbeat dad. And he don't care about the kid. And he makes it difficult on her with child support. And he don't help out with other things around, like, for the daughter and everything. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the crazy thing, right? Because I met her. And Mm -hmm. she didn't know I knew him. And this is all the poison she's spewing. But what she didn't know is what I knew was in the meantime, he's fighting in courts to try to force her to let him see his kid. Got another boy, guy I graduated high school with, and I don't know if I told you about him. He got he recently got he got divorced a year or so ago, two years ago, and he's fighting to try to see his girl his his son. He's got a young son, he's a toddler right now. Woman is sitting. I had to I had to appear in court for him. Woman's sitting here talking about he's this and he's this and he's this, and I'm like, she's completely trying to besmirch his character. She claimed mm-hmm. that he abused the kid, did all this mess, locked him in bathrooms, all that mess. And I'm sitting here looking like all this man wants is to see his son because of how much he loves his son. You think mm-hmm. he's, you would he would do something like that? But this is the kind of stuff that's going on. So in a society like that, where even if when she gets married, she might be one way, but she might turn into a different way, especially because of different influences of culture media mm-hmm. and friends why should i want to take a risk like that when i'm perfectly happy now by myself you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's the first reason that's a long reason the second reason is because i've come to know myself better rodney mm-hmm. 
Brian, I don't like sharing my space with nobody anymore. <laughs> like, I'm going to be real and keep it a buck with you. I don't like sharing my space. I can't imagine having to share a bedroom with somebody at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like sharing a bathroom. I'm not the best with sharing a kitchen, I guess. I just kind of want to be left alone. Like, mm-hmm. and also, like, relationships take too much energy. I have goals that I want to accomplish that having to take time to care about somebody's emotions mm-hmm. and to love them because love is a, a verb, not a noun. Um, take time to love them, to 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 do all these things and take them out on dates and all that. I would rather be writing. I'd rather be in music. I'd rather be doing something like I'm more goal driven than anything now Rodney like Mm -hmm. I want to accomplish things Mm -hmm. now I know people will say well you need to have a significant other to accomplish things and like a woman's going to help push you forward no I don't disagree with that I don't disagree with that at all woman is made to be a helpmate she's made to to, you know to cultivate and to push a man forward she's made to you know be a spotter to point out the inadequacies in a man. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're made to be the other half of you. I understand that. I also understand that I don't necessarily need one to be able to get to where I want to go. So, that's why me. But, you know, in church culture, we have this thing where everybody expects you to get married and, you know, a lot of a lot of churches especially more traditional ones, will look at you as this. Have you ever seen this, Rodney, where you're getting older because you're, cro- you're creeping up on 30 now too, <laughs> where they right. sit there and they think something's wrong with They ask you what's going on. They think something's wrong mm-hmm. with you because you ain't married yet. Like, have you experienced that yet? Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Hands down. Um. Yeah. When I went to go visit my home church, New Direction Church of God in Christ, like when I visited them a few few months ago, um, I saw the um the my pastor, and then he just asked me how I like you know how how I've been, how things going, and things of that that nature. And then then we he, he talked about preaching, and he also talked about um some some like no you still single? I'm 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 like yeah. And he he's like did you find your wife yet? I'm like. Now I passed myself to looking. Well, what he he said, well, come on, son, you can't be, you can't be, um, you know, young and single forever. You know, you know, you good looking man. You gotta, gotta, gotta find your wife. Gotta find your helpmate. And I'm like, Pastor, I, I hear you, but no, these, these chickens ain't ain't clucking like how, how they used to be. <laughs> these chickens ain't clucking how they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not Frodo and um, and who else? I don't think this one else asked me that question. Um, has anyone ever asked me, asked me that question? Um, I think someone from the the play, like one of the the mem- like one of the singers, whatever. Like she, she was asking me what what was I single or not, just or was I dating or married to anybody or engaged for real. Then I, I told her like, nah. Um, it's just like I don't know. I think for me personally, I think. Well, I guess I'm on the outside of the spectrum. So, you know, I for one cannot wait to get married, find my helpmates, 
reach purpose with, have kids, go on trips, all this other stuff. Just I can't to go to Pound Town. I can't. Anyways, I cannot. <laughs> honestly, I can't wait to do that for sure. Um, but also for me, there is like a little downside to it because I feel like the. I feel like just like how you mentioned how society is nowadays, it's relationships are more transact, more transactional and more like materialistic for me nowadays to find that substance. You know, the relationships aren't like how, how grandma and granddad was like, there's no substance or foundation with it is it's more the lines of, what can you do for me? Or what you can't do for me? If not, I'll go. For, I'll go on to the next person who can do that for for me. It's like I don't see that for this generation and moving forward. It's it's more the lines of now. Don't do wrong. Even though this is a podcast, and you know, I'm not saying don't listen to us, but I'm tired of going on social media and I see these podcasts talking about what 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 men should do and a woman should do and. It's just, the statistics and blah blah blah. Or my man gotta have this. I'm like, it's it's too much. Just everybody shut up. Y'all are not relationship gurus. So for me, getting all this information, and you know, like you know, Mike, we always talk about this about watch what you put into your spirit. You're getting so many opinions and these likes and views, and you're getting so many people giving this information. You don't know which people you should feed into. So now your values is all over the place. There's no blueprint, no no concrete things of what you should look for relationships. So now you're just looking at what everybody else is saying. So that's why I'm like, you, that's why I say like nowadays, nobody knows what they want. You just want what is trending or what culture says. So there's no foundation with it. So I don't want to emotionally, financially, and mentally invest myself with a person who, um, values more of, what they can get out of a relationship instead of what they're putting in. You know, I think that's the difference between if your relationship with someone who has Christ as the foundation and the only foundation and leading, and there's a reason why I'm saying that, but compared to going to a relationship just because it's it looks good on paper or it looks good, good for the ground. Which that's on the ten, majority of the times when people are relationships, they care about how they look compared to other people. Now let's just nip it in the bud. If like if your man does not now, Mike, let me know if I'm getting off track. But like just because no, ahead, cook, bro. I'm just saying, like, like, look, look, ladies, just because you walk into a room and you see a 10-foot teddy bear in the room with a whole bunch of balloons and hearts everywhere and a bubble bath full of roses and some slow candles burning all along the dang hallway, that's not the only qualification. I'm clear. That's not the only image that will deem him as being husband material. Just because he can fly you out does not make him husband material. Ooh, say it again. Just, Repeat that, please. Just because he fly you out does not make him husband material. Come on. Just just because he can buy you a Birkin bag does not make him husband material. Just because he can take you on this, that, and a third. Just because he can take you out to dinner on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Just because I'm sorry, it's, a, it's just so much that people are, it's the bare minimum of what, there's no substance. It's only materialistic things that makes them qualify. What about the inner things that makes 
a relationship and let, let alone marriage worth it. Like, like I say, like back in back in the day with grandma and granddad, even mom and dad, they had a foundation. You saw that love that, like, yo, no matter what grandma did, she held it down. Whatever granddad did, he held it down. Like we've witnessed successful relationships and marriages last the test of time. But but then alone, you see people getting divorced left and right, even this, that, and the third. Like it's just where divorce is the is the new the new norm now. Like that's why I hate when I see these divorces when you know people who you see for like, yeah, they've been married for, for 22 years and they call it quits. And even like the people who you if I can keep keeping it a buck, you know, the Cardi B and, and offset thing, you know, people was praising and worshiping on them. Now they got a divorce. It's like there has to be a foundation in the where you can look at a marriage, observe it, analyze it. And, and look at the mistakes, you know? I definitely know that marriage, and I think what I'm trying to say is, like, when it comes to marriage, there's more to the meets the eye. Like, I guess I'm trying to say, like, marriage is not a business deal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not what, if I marry you, what can you do for me? Hey, hey, girl, if, if I marry you, you got to do, do this for me. Like, there's no... It doesn't equate to what Jesus did for the church. It doesn't equate to to that. Last time I checked, Jesus was not selfish. Like, if if, if that, that was the case, Jesus would never got on the cross and like he like what I got I got to do what now? Oh, let me get up. Let, let let me get off. Of here. The devil is a liar. <laughs> he like he like let me get off of this. Get off this here tree. I'm gonna um I'm out of here. Like that's how you gotta look at it. Like no, that's why I love how. Um, in the Bible, how um, how it says husband treat your wives as Christ did for the church. That's how marriage can out marriage can stand the test of time. You're going to go through trials and tribulations, but still, you have to realize like there's more to that than that meets the eye. And um, and also, you know, let's get back to the conversation just about how people treat marriage as the death as the destination and not the journey. I think that's I think that's pretty much what this podcast is about. It's about just how the church is making marriage the final finale. You and know let me let me clarify something real quick, Rodney. Go ahead. When I say the church, like it's not just the church. It's people in general. People like, I, I, I wanna say it's the church, but you know no no no. No no, it's it's the church. Never mind, because I was thinking mm-hmm. about people at my job, but then I'm realizing they're also believers. <laughs> like strong, no, no, that's right. that's strong true. believers in their faith. So no, for no sure. I think it is the church in general. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, not saying what they're doing is a bad thing. I do think sometimes I do think sometimes it is coming from a place of love. And like how you how you said before, Mike, you know, you no, know, it's it's not good for a man to be alone. If you're walking in purpose, it's great to help someone be there by your side to help feed the vision or to help support the vision that God has instilled with you as you lead your family, things of that nature. Okay, great. That's that's fine. That that's cool. Don't 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 get wrong, but don't put a funnel in our mouth and shove it in there as if that's the only thing God wants out of us. You know, there's a lot of successful people who are believers who are not married. We may not speak about them, but there are successful people who are not married. And 
it could have been, hey, maybe they don't see themselves being married or, hey, maybe it's just not their time. But like we need to stop making people feel like singleness is a disease. No, I'm seeing a lot of people who were forced into marriage or like I'm, 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 I'm going to do something, do something even better. How many times have have two believers got together and got married and they didn't li like each other? But just because their families knew of each other. Well, no, hey. I've not heard that too much. I'm not going to lie, brother. I haven't heard about that too much. But I, I do know a lot of, I know uh, quite a few believers who got together and married because they were pressured by others to do it because it's the quote-unquote right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How, mm, let, let me say, how, how about if you're, if, if you're horny and you just want to have sex, just, just get married because you're in covenant. All right, so I'm glad you said that, right? Mm -hmm. So in 1 Corinthians, come on now, seven and verse eight. I'm gonna read quite a few verses on this, right? But the first mm -hmm. verses that apply to it, right? So Paul's speaking to the church in Corinth about marriage and everything and singles, and he says, <clears throat> "Now to all the unmarried." And to the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. Come on now. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it's better to marry than to burn with passion. Now, this is an NIV version, by the way. And he says, to the married, I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. So on both sides of the party, neither one of y'all can divorce each other, right? Mm -hmm. He said, y'all can separate. If you say separated, y'all can't, you have to remain unmarried. If you want to be married again, go reconcile with your husband. Mm -hmm. To the rest, I say this, I, not the Lord. So he, now he's saying this his own thing. If any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and she he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her, through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be, would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. Now, that's mm -hmm. what he was saying. He made that. He made that distinction but mm -hmm. from what he said the lord said y'all can't separate and also from what his own words if you can't control yourselves you should get married because it's better to marry than to burn with passion so a lot of them will use that right mm -hmm. and it'll be like well it's better to marry than to burn now in the king james version it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't specify about the passion part. It just says to burn. So a lot of people think it's talking about burning in hell. Mm, that's true. Which, I mean, if you look like it's not a, that's not a big preaching point from Paul. Yeah. Um, sure. And so he talks about this and it's like, all right, what's better than to marry than to burn with passion if you can't control yourself. Uh -huh. So then Rodney, what if I can control myself then? What if I haven't had sex in a few years? Okay. 
What if I'm not all up on pornography and everything? And I'm controlling my flesh and my lustful desires when they do arise. What if I'm in a constant state of worship kind of deal? Why should I have to be married? If I don't want it, why is this being pushed on me and making me seem like there's something wrong with me for not wanting it? Now, I'm speaking as just a believer, not like personal, well, no, kind of personal experience too. But I'm speaking overall because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people out here I know that that don't want to be married and Mm -hmm. don't believe they're going to be married and still get Mm -hmm. pressured by people, feel pressured by the church in in specific anyway. This is what we're Mm -hmm. talking about. For sure. Still feel pressured by their community to get Mm -hmm. married and feel like there's something wrong with them if they don't. Particularly women. Women get this Mm -hmm. bad. That's that's true. Women do kind of get Women get it bad. They do, sure. Men, like, we don't, but we kind of do. Like, especially if, like, you're a good man. Like, they see it like, oh, that's a righteous man and everything. But women mm -hmm. get it bad because they also get it from the world. Whereas in the world, like, men don't get it in the world like that. Mm -hmm. It's men that women don't do. For sure. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how, like, now tell me if this makes sense. Like, it kind of does, but it don't at the same time. Um, I have this, this, this late. Well, my fact, the the one who I've been telling, telling, telling you about. Someone said you look married. You look married. You look married. I like, and, and, and exactly like I've never heard someone say that before. So I'm like, she, 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 like, well, how do you, how do you look married? And I'm like, wow, that's that's a great question. Like, that's a great great question. So, so when you talk about women, that kind of did dawn on me when I, uh, while we were speaking about this. But, um, but I do think the reason why. Okay, so if I feel like if you ha- you have self control, you worship, you're focused on purpose, you're living a great life, but you're still getting pressured. I feel like that's just me personally. I feel like that's people trying to project or want you to have what they have yeah. which doesn't make which which i feel it shouldn't make, make it right like i feel like i'll be honest like just how how in, in like let's be honest jesus wasn't married i mean his bride what was was a church but jesus reached purpose without having a a wife like a physical wife if i could put it like that like he's he he reached purpose he was focused on his mission, doing his father's um, deeds. Never once did he needed a, a female by his side, a woman by his side to do that. I do think, I don't know, maybe sometimes people just want to have a person just to say, I have a person. But I feel like you shouldn't peer pressure no one to get married. Just like how you should peer pressure to no one to have a drink or peer pressure to someone to smoke this or peer pressure to someone to go for, for that job. Like, I feel like that is a choice that person should make, just like how they had a choice to accept Christ. Like yeah. you should, especially, especially if you don't have the urge to do it. You know, no, it's, it's not like someone woke up one day, like, hey, like, hey, I, I have the urge to take take a drink. If someone who has never had a drink before ever, like I say, I mean, I had a friend, for example, who she hasn't drank ever, like. She 
She never had the urge of. She never had the urge about it. She's she's around multiple friends and multiple friends of ours. All of us are, are drinkers. I mean, I put my hands, I put my hands. I ain't gonna say I don't drink because you know I'll get struck down if I said I didn't drink. But all of us partaking in alcohol substance, except for her. Now she's gonna do a period of time where she's getting older, want to try different things. So she tried drinking wine. You know, she's not a heavy drinker of wine all like that, but she takes a few sips every now, now, now and then. Was well, because she made a choice to, not because all of us in our vicinity was drinking. But she did out of all her own terms. It's been moments when one of our friends be like, "Like, come here, have a shot." Mm, no, nah, I'm okay. I don't want to. Hey, drink, drink this beer. No, nah, I'm okay. I, I don't drink. I don't. I don't like the smell of it. It, it. it makes me sick. But that's the same thing. How it has to be if if someone is feeling pressured to get married or things of like that that nature. Like you, I'm gonna say this. I don't care who gets mad about this. You don't have to get married. Nowhere in the Bible says, wait, okay, am I correct if I'm wrong? Because you know, you're like the Bible scholar. Oh, I'm a Bible scholar. So, in the Bible, does it say you have to get married? No. No, it doesn't. In fact, like I just read with Paul talking to the church in Corinth, he said, I'd prefer that you don't. That way you could dedicate mm -hmm. your lives to the Lord like I have. And Paul said that. Paul said that. I would rather... <laughs> that's funny. I, I remember someone, someone did, did a sketch off of that, that scripture one time. Go ahead. No, real talk, though. I mean, just because it is what it is. It is what it is. So it's like, you know, and like, like I said, just like with everything else, I, I feel with everything else, just in life in general, do it if it adds to your purpose. Like, you know, if and I'll say this, if God is if God is in it, pursue it. If you don't feel God in a relationship, if you don't feel God in it, don't do it. Come on, Rodney, you cooking. If like let's dip it in the bud. Like we've all been into situations that we've went into something and didn't ask for God's approval about it. Or even as if God God was in it. Or, or once we got in it, we asked God to bless it, even though that was not in his will or, or his plan. Keep cooking, I, Rodney. I, I, I've been guilty. I've been in relationships where I knew it. I know it didn't add to my purpose, but it took away from my purpose or it poisoned it. And now, now I got to go back to God and ask God to heal the brokenness and the damage I've been through. When He said I didn't call you to be with this person anyway, but now because you went in there, now I got to clean with the pieces and love you and get you ready to get together to be with the person who I really wanted you, you to be with. And because you was with that person, now you don't really believe in marriage no more because they intoxicated your mind on what you thought marriage really is. Gotta be like, why are you so hard headed? Exactly. Hey, like, hey, I'm just look. I'm only speaking from from what I know and what I've been through. And it's like, you know, we as a culture, believers, to not force anything like marriage onto someone in a when they're still. When they're still walking, mm -hmm. you know, just like just how you mentioned to me about your experiences, what you've been going through. Because, like, let's be honest, like, if we could be just honest, open, and transparent, like, Mike, you you was on fire for marriage. Like, you was talking to me about the plans that you had for you know your wife and your twenty kids you wanted to have. Nine and when not twenty, whatever. Respect on them nine kids. All right, for. Your team, 
like to like I know you you had a fire and a desire for for that, but now that desire is getting a little watered down based off of the stupid culture that we're in and examples of other believers who are forcing it on you and but also not being great examples of how great it is. No, that's you know, y'all. It's like, you know, like y'all, y'all saying, you know, marriage is great. You no, know, you go ahead and get married, and you know, this would be the best decision you ever made. But the next thing you know, you're talking to me about how she gets on your nerves because she don't do A, B, C, and D. Oh my gosh, she don't do this, and she don't do that, and she don't do this. And you know, one of the biggest ones that really got me, bro? What's I've up? heard this from a few guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, like, it, it is true. Like, when you do get married, like, y'all not really going to be having sex all that much after, like, the first, like, you know, a couple months. And don't let you get her pregnant and have a kid. Then she really not going to want to touch you. And I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> you going to tell me I'm going to be in a sexless marriage? Yo, what, like, what's the, mm-hmm. what is the point in me getting into marriage? Like, I have somebody here laying inside the bed next to me and I can't touch you? Right, the math ain't mathing. Like it just, it, it's 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 crazy to me sometimes, man. It it really is. Exactly. Hold on. Really just went down a hole right there. <laughs> I mean, no, I know, no, no, we ain't posting two weeks, so we you know we had to give them um a a, a good portion, a good portion. Yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. A good portion. A good portion. But yeah, all in all, man, I just feel like yeah, it is an issue of how we treat uh single people in mm-hmm. general in the ministry. Like it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not fair the way that s- single people get treated within the body of Christ a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And we've I feel like we've got to do better mm-hmm. than what we've been doing. You got to understand that everybody is not trying to get married. Everybody ain't necessarily built for it. And even if they are built for it, don't push it on somebody. We haven't, like, pushing... Pushing anything on anybody is kind of crazy when you think about it. But, like, like pushing something like marriage on somebody will get people to resent the idea of being married. Uh-huh. That's the easiest way I could put it. It will re- get people to resent the idea of marriage, the foundation of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nobody wants right. to be forced to do anything or pressured to do anything. If people want to do things, like if, if someone's going to want to get into something like that, it's because they want to do it of their own volition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, all in all, it's like, just be sensitive and be careful to others. Um, you know, I do think well, God has definitely placed the desire in most of us. Um, to be married, to be that wife, to be that husband, to be that spouse that they desire to be. But you have to be sensitive and mindful about the information that you're giving or that you're pushing them. You know, 
they're still trying to figure themselves out as an individual already. Now you're trying to let them know to be a wife and a husband and the responsibilities. You know, it's a reason why God has revealed so much to us too soon because we can be apprehensive and we can step back a little bit. So definitely, you know, let's be sensitive that, you know, where they're leading them and preparing them to, but you no, know, just don't force, don't force feed them in it. Just, you no, know, just be, be mindful, encourage them and just be, be a good, good example. Cause you know, everybody's watching whether you, whether you know or not, those who are husbands or wives who are listening right now, just know that people are watching you. For sure. Definitely watching. Right. Mike, you got anything else you want to say? I'm glad we had this discussion. This is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very interesting discussion. Very kind of fun one. Mm Mm-hmm. Glad we got to talk about forcing marriage on people. And also just, you know, kind of leaving folks alone. <laughs> just leave, you know, leave people, leave well enough alone. But yeah, basically, man, like, yeah, man, like, this is what it is. Let's try to, you know, not force our our own preferences on others and everything. And then for everybody out there, like, if so, if they are coming at you constantly like that, just, you know, just tell them. I'm not really interested in that. That's what I do. I'm not really. Nah, that's not it. I don't really want to do any of that, y'all, right now. Like, I'm focused on me, focused on building a career. I'm focused on accomplishing great things. Hey, maybe I want to find a cure to AIDS. Who knows? Who knows? But I can't do that if I'm not just putting my head down and just focusing on that. I want to focus on what I want to focus on, and that's not another human being. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, yeah, guys, you know, y'all know what the deal is. Uh, the like, comment, subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. Email us at thegodmanpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later next week. All right. See y'all later. This, oh, actually, no. Next week's Christmas Day. Christmas week. Rodney, I don't think we're recording next Monday. Mm, we, that's, that's all right. We can record like next. We can record like this Friday, I guess. No, we'll talk about yeah. the welfare. Bye, y'all. Yeah.